six sides of school I fat in no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we're also joined tonight by uh, young UK Hockey Fan Regency. Hi guys. And uh, so this is part two of our NHL shutdown series. Um, We talked on the last episode about how the whole world's going a bit crazy at the moment um, with COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, also known as SARS. SARS? Yeah. So there used to be a, a... a virus that swept around called SARS, uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus, for those of you that did or didn't know, is actually just SARS. It's a slight variation of SARS. Um, And the SARS stands for something like sudden immune blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, it has to do with your lungs and all that sort of thing. Anyway. It it stands for severe acute respiratory syndrome. Yes, which is exactly what um, coronavirus is. Uh, and for some reason they decided not to call it SARS this time around. But anyway, uh, what we're doing is we're putting out a series of short por- um, podcasts every couple of days because we know people are already in isolation um, and we know that uh, NHL's off. Most hockey anywhere is off. Most sport is off. Um, all hockey here in the UK is off. My training session, um, practice session last night was off. Games are off. My, uh, le- my league got cancelled last your, night. Your league's off. Uh, so we just thought that we would um, try and offer you a bit of something to listen to uh, if you're a hockey fan. Um, and because there isn't hockey being played, we thought we'd dig into the vaults a bit and also ask uh, our listeners to help us out a little bit. Give us some topics or some things that you'd like us to talk about. And uh, we can share them with you worldwide. And so we put out a little um, ask for things last night. And in 24 hours, we had over 20 responses from different people from all over the world. And so uh, thanks very much to those people um, who have uh, said that they uh, wanted us to cover some topics or mainly talk about their local team. Um, We also had uh, somebody get in touch with us and wanted us to mention something about uh, a parent's perspective of having kids playing hockey, which we could touch on. Um, and we have a uh, someone uh, who also offered to come on the show from the states uh, as a to represent New Jersey Devils fans, and we'll try and get her on later on in the week. So we normally do a show sort of once every week to two weeks during the season. We're busy guys, and uh, we both play hockey and, and that sort of thing. Um, but we're going to try and bring one out every couple of days because hey, we're, we've got time on our hands. The schools haven't shut here in the UK yet, so Finn's still off to school every day. I'm working from home, as most people are, so we're going to be um, in and around the podcast studio for the next, you know, unforeseen <laughs> amount of <laughs> yeah, weeks yeah, and yeah. whatnot. So we thought we'd just um, um, bring one of these, um, this special series out every few days, even though there are no scores to go over and whatnot. Um, we thought we'd find stuff about hockey that we could talk about. So once again, thank you very much to um, those people that sent in some ideas about teams that you would like us to talk to. This is the first set of them that we're going to do. Um, we had so many different ones come into us. We won't get to them all on this episode. 
So we'll roll some of them over to the next time, and we'll put out a request again. We're putting it out to everybody now. If you have a team somewhere, they could be local to you, they could be your own beer league team, uh, they could be an NHL team, they could be a you know semi-pro team, wherever in the world you are, if you've got a team and you'd like us to talk about it and dig into and find out a little bit of some details about them to share with everybody else, just let us know on social media. Easiest to find us on Instagram. We're also, also on Twitter. Uh, you can go to us at the UK Hockey Fam um, website uh, or email us at ukhockeyfam at gmail.com. Anyway, so first things first, uh, we've got a couple teams that we, we selected to we talk do. about. Yep. Um, so who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Who, okay. do you, who do you got there? So I've got the Dorchester Dolphins. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I assume you mean from Dorchester, Ontario. I do. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, so uh, we visited this rink as well. Yes. When we were in Canada. We played there. We also played there, yeah. yeah. we hired the whole ring, and those people that um, saw us on uh, on uh, Instagram or whatnot took some videos there. Sorry, carry on. No, all good. Uh, so, I have a bit of a history here. Okay. I don't want this to seem too hi- historical, so I just got out some uh, key points kind of thing. Okay, so tell us where Dorchester is for for um, people that aren't from the area. The great thing is when I was Googling this, yeah, go on. it came up with the exact thing. So, it's like oh. it said off the 401 highway. Uh, Pretty much, and near London. Yeah, so it's off the. Is it off the four hundred, or the four hundred two? I know you're the Canada know, guy. Maybe no, it's me. the four hundred one. I thought it was the four hundred one because we, when we got on it, we could drive like That's right. miles so, and miles. So Dorchester is about fifteen minutes outside of the middle of London, Ontario. Yep. So somewhere along the corridor between London and Toronto. Yes. Uh, so I, as I said, I got a bit of history here. Go on. So, uh, the Dolphins are the namesake of the town's long-running tradition in intermediate and senior hockey. Okay. So, that's where that comes from. That's cool. Uh, and the Dolphins pl- played their first ever hockey game on September 14, 2012, versus the Lucan Irish, where they won the, wh- where they won the game 6-5, to five, their first ever win. Awesome. Their first ever game. Awesome. In the 2013-2014 season, they took home their first ever SOJHL championship. On March 22, uh, 21st, 2014, Dol- the Dolphins became the first SOJHL team to win a Junior C playoff game against a team from another league with a 6-5 overtime victory at home. Uh, and uh, the 2016-2017 uh, was the season where the Dolphins finished in the regular season undefeated, but with one tie, missing the perfect season by one point, tying only one other team. They currently play in Junior C in the SOJHL. Awesome, I was going to ask you what league they're in. Junior C, cool. Yep. Uh, so I have a couple uh, stats here. So uh-huh. I've got the team leaders and team record. So the team leaders, uh, leader in points is Dylan Buckholtz. Uh, with 62 points. Brody Smith leads in assists with 37. Uh, Dylan uh, Buckholz as well uh, is the leader in goals with 29 goals. And Liam McCarthy is the goaltender leader in save percentage with 0. .930. <laughs> that's cool. And their team record is 28-0-14. And, and that's this season? That's this season, yeah. So they, uh, that's really cool. Dorchester Dolphins started in 2012? Uh, because I think yep. that's probably when that rink was built, right? It doesn't look more than... It's definitely not 10 years old. Yeah, place. they played their first ever game in 2012. Cool. And did you say what the name of the rink was? Uh, I, I saw it. It's like the exec center or something. That's right. Something like that. I can't remember. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, shall it's I a really ju- cool team. Yeah. Shall yeah. I jump on a one? Go. All right. Cool. So I've got, by request, a team from the AHL called the Lehigh Valley Phantoms formerly known as the Philadelphia Phantoms. Now, these guys are a professional ice hockey team in the American Hockey League, as I mentioned, at AHL, and they're based in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and they play out of the PPL Center there, which is cool, right? 
The Phantoms franchise uh, has been um, a top minor league affiliate for uh, NHL's Philadelphia Flyers since the 96-97 season, so the farm team uh, for the for the Phillies. Yeah. I wonder if they have like a uh, junior gritty. It's just a very, very small version <laughs> with a smaller hula hoop for the belly. <laughs> like only slightly less annoying looking or something. <laughs> right. In March 20, 2011, um, there were plans announced for a new arena, the PPL Center in downtown area of Allentown. Uh, and demolition at the arena site began in January 2012. And in uh, February, the same year, it was announced that the Adirond- Adirondack Phantoms, uh, a fran- that w- was the franchise that w- was originally the Philly um, Phantoms, uh, would relocate to the PPL Center in Allentown from Glens Falls, New York, uh, not too far away. So franchise originally intended, and obviously we're reading a bit of this, <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Like, I, I'm not sure I could completely remember. Like, we were given teams. one day to research some of these teams, um, <laughs> and so, uh, so sorry. So, where was I? So, um, Philadelphia Phantoms became the Adirondack Phantoms, which became um, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, franchise franchise originally intended to begin play in Allentown in 2013. But due to uh, a bunch of uh, red tape and hocus-pocus around the construction of the PPL Center, they didn't play until the 2014-15 AHL season. Color purple uh, used since the team's inception was replaced by electric blue when the team relocated to Lehigh Valley. So uh, some pretty uh, styling uh, unis there. Arena has been consistently full, so uh, they're well-supported. Um, which reminds me a bit of the the Marlies. And uh, during the uh, 2015-2016 season, the PPL Center was filled at a 97.9% capacity on average and had 24 sellouts in 38 home games. That's really good. For the AHL? That's that's crazy. That's totally amazing. What an awesome team and an awesome group of fans. Phantoms finished seventh in the AHL attendance rankings with an average of 8,244 fans. That's a lot of people coming out to watch an AHL game. Exactly. Surpassed only by teams with larger venues. So they couldn't bring any more fans out because they had no seats to put them in. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) Just to really uh, quickly recap on, on a couple points, standout leaders for this season... Uh, their points leader was Greg Carey with 30. Uh, assist leader was Cal O'Reilly with 23 assists. Goals leader, Greg Carey with 15 goals. And uh, goaltender's uh, save percentage, uh, Alex uh, Lyon with a .913. That's good. That's the thing. That is good. Like with some of these players, uh, especially AHL, they're so uh, close to being called up to the NHL to the Flyers, right? I know, I know. And it's uh, and some just some... Always some hot goalies hanging around in there. Yeah. Just like an inch away from the show. Right. Let's keep moving. We're going to go to another one. And uh, John T, I think, is going to join us on this one. John T, have you got a team to talk about? Yes. I've chosen the Belfast Giants. Um, cool. Cool. In uh, Northern Ireland. we've been. Yeah. Um, I've been up there a couple of times. Uh, they played their first match on the 1st of the December in the year 2000 against Air. Okay. Um, their mascot is Finn McCool. Oh yeah, so he's that famous um, uh, giant in the giant stories or whatever. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, their logo shows Finn McCool holding a hockey stick. Okay. Their uniform colours are white, red, teal, and black. Yeah, the teal army. Uh, their primary arena is at the SSE Arena, Belfast. Yeah, right in the old uh, Titanic shipyards, I believe, or just just beside there. 
the Giants were added to the EA Sports NHL game in the most recent 2020 game that came out for many gamers around the world. The Giants CHL sides of the game. That's awesome. Really cool. So they're even in the video game. That's really cool, John. So Belfast Giants, um, Scott uh, Antcliffe, who comes on with us uh, for our regular podcast, has talked about the Belfast Giants quite a bit. I've been to their stadium. And one of the things that I, I love about it, for you North American listeners, is that on underneath it, they have a great big sports bar, and it's a Canada-themed sports bar. That's pretty cool. Really cool, like Canadian uh, hockey memorabilia in there and a couple of big Mountie posters and stuff like that. Uh, Belfast Giants, one more thing I'll say about them is when I was on a tour of Belfast recently, a couple of months ago, um, the tour uh, guide said one of the things he said about the Belfast Giants was is that they invested heavily. That, t- that team in that arena and the sport of ice hockey hasn't been there for a tremendously long time. But it was a it was a government investment that was made at the sort of uh, at the end of the Trub- Irish Troubles, where they wanted everybody to be able to unite around a sport that wasn't um, uh, connected to either sides of the of the troubles that were there. So they they decided to go completely to something new, and they, and it was ice hockey, and they built this amazing stadium. And the Belfast Giants were born out of that. So a totally amazing team. Thanks so much for the person that asked us to talk about Belfast Giants. Yeah. Should we do another? You want to go again? Uh, why don't you do one? Okay. Okay. So um, I I I hope I don't butcher this because it's a it's a Swiss team. So it's the uh, Zürcher uh, SC Lions uh-huh. in Zurich, Switzerland, uh, and this is a this is a big team to any Leafs fans out there, uh, and you guys will realize why. Yeah, I know who this is. So the history of this team is amazing. I was researching this, and it's just so cool, especially one main thing, which we'll get to. But um, so if we go, if we go more chronologically, uh, the team is locally nicknamed Z, and the team was formed in 1997 as a result of the merger of the two local teams. The highly popular Zucker Slitch. Did you say murder or merger? Merger. Sorry, <laughs> not murder. As a result of the murder of the two local teams, they had to just make the super team of the people they only that were had left. a couple guys left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they only had like one goalie and half a player. And <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Uh, so uh, they were mer- a merger of the two local teams, the highly popular Zucker Slitch Club, which is German for Zurich Skating Club, uh, who were struggling financially in the National League A. So that's the top league in the country. Yep. And the ice hockey section of the Grasshopper Club in Zurich, uh, who had failed to qualify for promotion for the National League B for several years in a row, but were backed by an entrepreneur and billionaire, Walter Frey. So, so they ended up merging um, to uh, have the funding and uh, to also have the popularity, right? Um, so, because one team, one team wasn't very good and didn't have high popularity, but they had huge ownership. And the other one was lacking ownership and finan- uh, uh, financial uh, benefits, um, but was really highly popular and really good. Right. Uh, so when they merged, they basically merged to make this really, really good team. Um, and ZSC was the first Swiss team to play in an indoor arena in Switzerland. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. This is, this is the tip of the iceberg for the cool facts here. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is a really cool thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. Okay. So b- before before the merger, they were just called um, the like the ZSC Lions or whatever, um, because uh, before uh, so they were known as the different team. Because when I was looking this up, they have championship b- championships before and after. Okay. So uh, before they won the Swiss championship in the years 1936, 1949, and 1961, and the prestigious Spengler Cup in 1944 and 1945. This right. was before. 
Okay. And after the merger, the ZSC Lions won the Swiss Championship in 2000, 2001, 2008, 2012, 2014, and 2018. Wow. And uh, won more over the IIHF Continental Cup in 2001 and 2002. And this is where it gets kind of cool. Right. Like, this really, is it. Really, this, this is the point this now. Is, this, is, this is... I know it's been cool before, yeah. but this is where it really gets cool. Ultra cool. So the ZSC Lions won the CHL in 2009, which is, I believe, uh, when John T pointed out um, the Belfast Giants are in the CHL. Oh, yeah. So it's basically... Whoever, European League. Yeah, so it's the Elite League, the top team. So the Cardiff Devils and the Belfast Giants usually are in it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, so they're usually in it, and then it's all the best teams in Europe, I think. Okay. And they, like, fight to get the cup. Right. So they won, and with their victory in the Champions Hockey League, the ZSC Lions qualified to play the Chicago Blackhawks of the National Hockey League for the 2009 edition of the Victoria Cup Challenge. That is cool. This is where, yeah, this is where I said it was going to get cool. So they yeah, have yeah. a Challenge Cup, right? Yeah. And this is where you see, um, what, do you, uh, what do you call it? Uh, exhibition games of right. NHL teams. Okay. So this, this is that kind of thing, but there's actually a cup to win as well. Yep. Uh, and playing at the home arena, the Lions upset the Blackhawks with a 2-1 victory, winning the trophy. And it was the first time since 1991 that the Blackhawks had lost to a club in Europe. Wow. And th- that, that was where I thought it got really cool, you know, because you have less, the history. Less cool for Blackhawks Black fans, but uh, pretty cool for Cool thing uh, is we're, we're, the, we're the ones covering the ZSC <laughs> Lions here. <laughs> that's true. Um, but that, that's just such a cool thing that they had the opportunity to play an NHL yeah. team and it's won. It's like Mystery Alaska. Yeah, in yeah, real literally. life. However, they won. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> totally cool. Totally cool. <laughs> no, yeah, it was really cool. And uh, so I have one last thing at the end here, but I Go do on. have the leaders and the team record as well. Okay. As for the other Let's things. Let's talk about them. Uh, so the points leader for this year, and as I said, I'm sorry if I butcher any names here. Half of them are Swiss and oh half God, of them are like other places. Yeah, here we go. So uh, Pierce Suter uh, with 53 points. Assist leader is Garrett Rowe with 35 assists. Goals leader is also Pierce Suter with 30 goals. And goaltender save percentage is Joni Otio. I don't right. know if that's Yoni or anything. I don't know how they how they say it. That's all right. I, so think you're, I think you're okay. Yoni, Yoni Otio, I guess, uh, with a 0.917 save percentage, which is, as I said uh, before, it's really good to have if a goaltender has above like a 9.15. Yeah. That's like a really good stat for a goalie. I realize. Um, and the team record for this year is 31, 6, and 13. So that's right. pretty good as that well. That is good. So I'm pretty They'll sure they, they finish high in the year. Yep. And then my last thing is they have had one notable player, one highly notable player, and for Leafs fans, I said uh, this was the team for Austin Matthews the Number year before 34. he got drafted. Yeah, I remember it well. Cool. What a great pick. No, yeah, it was really, as I said, it was really interesting to search because they had such cool things, especially the Blackhawks thing, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. People have done us a, a real service by picking some really great teams to look up. Uh, I'll do one more. Should I do okay. one more? Yeah, good for it. Okay. okay. Uh, so we, every, anybody who listens to the podcast know that for the last couple of seasons, we've um, been really keen to uh, make sure that we give some coverage to women's hockey because it's badass for a start and great to watch. And there's some really cool um, players in there. And in fact, uh, one of the things that I got to try and remember to look up for next episode is we watched an Oxford Stars game the other night and the team that they were playing against was... Uh, the Romford Ra- or London Raiders or whatever. They're, they're London Romford, Raiders London. or Romford? I think Rumford's in London. Isn't they it? had two uh, ladies playing on that team. Yeah, and, two defensemen. And uh, so this is, I thought it was a men's league, but actually the um, uh, women are, uh, comp- um, play in the league too. And they had uh, two uh, great players, um, lady players on their team um, that was on the point. Uh, yep. they, were they a paired 
uh, no, no, they're on different, uh, on different lines. Both of them total badass players, and I'll find out who they were and mention them next time. But it brings me on to one of the teams that was suggested to us to talk about was the Nottingham Vipers. Yep. I just said Nottingham, like a complete American-Canadian guy. And you actually know there's this sort it's of bad It's Nottingham. Thing. Nottingham Vipers. And uh, so Nottingham's uh, the team that people may, if you've heard of a team out of Nottingham, the team other team you might have heard of is the Panthers. Nottingham Panthers, yep. And um, the Nottingham Vipers is women's team and obviously located here in Nottingham, UK. And Nottingham, for people outside of the UK, is another hockey town here. There are a few proper hockey towns. Sheffield being one that immediately springs to mind. Cardiff is more or less a hockey town. Belfast is a hockey town. Yep. Um, Nottingham definitely in that in that category of hockey towns. Uh, and so this stuff's from, uh, I guess, their website. And yep. so they are part of the newly formed Premier League, which consists of eight teams from all over Northern England. Uh, it was... Um, and they say, this is a direct ripoff from their history. It says, it took a four-year battle to get the girls onto the ice in Nottingham. And since its formation in 1987, which is pretty cool. No, that, if that, you think about Oxfords, we know their rank. I'm playing for a new team called Oxford 84s. And the reason they're called the 84s 1984. is because uh, the rank came in 84. Uh, since its uh, formation in 87, the Nottingham Vipers have had more than their fair share of ups and downs from their first defeat in Streatham to the Premier League title in 2000. This is a team which has always had to fight for recognition. Achievements include pre- pre- sorry, Premier League champions, Chairman's Cup silver medal winners, Division One champs. Now Nottingham Vipers is once again rebuilding. They're in a rebuilding phase, um, which happens to, uh, uh, to everybody. With a nucleus of GB and England players, so that um, we often talk about the Bracknell Queen Bees that has a few uh, England GB players as well. It, uh, they're determined to find their way back from the Premier League into the top of the female game where they belong. And so that's from their own website. So check them out. Nottingham Vipers, uh, they got a website. Um, we will see if we can contact some of the actual players there. I got a list of the team leaders, though. Yeah, go for it. So points leader for this season, and of course their hockey is off now too. But it's um, at the time of um, oh, uh, for um, for just for a bit of context, they played fourteen games a season. Uh, right, yeah, okay, and so we've we've talked about that before with uh, when we had Rachel Cartwright on, who plays for Queen Bees, that they have a short season, and also the season runs slightly staggered to men's because they're all in competition for the same ice. Yep. Um, and especially what that comes into effect in the playoffs. Anyway, team leaders at the Vipers this year. Points leader is Robin Mullen with fourteen points. Uh, in a short season like that, that's do, that's some good going. Point, point per game? Yeah. Uh, they won't even have played their 14 games. Uh, assistants, uh, or sorry, assists leader is Megan Rathbone with four assists. Uh, goals leader is also Robin Mullen with 11 goals. We should get see if we can get Robin on. <laughs> yeah. um, goaltender save uh, percentage, Holly Steeples with a .902, which is entirely respectable. That's, re- that's good, yeah. Uh, and their team record is uh, 0-0-14. They said they were in a rebuilding stage. They are rebuilding, but it, it does seem like they do have the core for uh, for a really good team here because their goal their goaltender with then point nine oh two, and eleven goals from a player in fourteen games. That's pretty good. That is really good. Um, right. So we had some we had some more teams suggested to us that we're going to roll over to next um, episode because we're trying to keep this series short and. Uh, we, at the moment, we're thinking what, what would be great is to, uh, for people, especially people that are stuck in their homes, is to uh, keep them a bit shorter, but bring them out more regular. So you get new stuff more often. 
Um, so we're go- we're kind of trying to keep it short. I have one more thing that I wanted to say. So um, Craig Bond um, from Twitter uh, got in touch with me, and he says, "How about talking about how we as hockey parents try to get help from ex players to train our kids in the lower age brackets?" And it's a really good point. And so. Our knowledge of this sort of thing is, of course, localized. We live in around Oxford uh, here in the UK. And I know for a fact that you have the... Uh, we're sort of in between two two teams, um, sort of the Swindon Wildcats going in one direction and yep. o- Oxford Stars in the other. And both of them do are involved in the community. They have players in the community. And, um, and they have players that uh, visit schools and uh, try and attract kids into, into uh, the sport of ice hockey, for yep. a start. Uh, and then once they get into this, um, both of those teams, I know for a fact, they're at different rinks nearby, uh, have learned to play programs. So what they try and do is they try and get players out there, get them into schools and things, attract them to come out. First route in is learn to play or stick and puck where you can just come out and have a go. And it's usually free or, you know, only a couple pounds or something like really super cheap to play. And then when they're there, they can meet with players on the ice too. And players come along and help them coach and try and get them onto a team. And uh, that's your sort of your route into hockey, which is sort of the route that, that you took into hockey. Yep. Um, up through, up th- uh, through those ranks. Uh, Jaunty as well. Learn to play and stick and buck. And um, and so I know that that's happening here. So what I thought, uh, so I do know that um, this is a thing. But I don't know is um, is how well that happens around the country. So I thought I'd throw it back to everybody out there. If you have a story about a uh, a player that you know of, and who's made a an impact on children in your community or your own son or daughter, and got them involved in hockey or maybe helped move them on a bit in their um, in their experience. Get in touch with us, let us know, and we'll shout them out on the next podcast. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, next time we're going to talk about some more teams. We'll see if uh, anybody, again, it's open to any hockey facts or topics that you want to throw at us. We'll cover them on the podcast. Remember that um, you can get in touch with social media wherever you are in the world. And uh, if we cover uh, your thing, uh, it will be listened to by people in at least 55 different countries. So thanks so much for getting in touch with us. Uh, we hope everybody's well. Um, you know, stay safe, take care of your people, and, uh, you know, keep your head down. It's going to be a bit crazy for a little while, but, hey, we've got one another, and uh, we'll try and put out a podcast based on hockey stuff every few days if we can. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going well so far. We've got one on Sunday, one today. Yeah, and we're going to try and do one again, I think, probably Thursday or Friday time this week, yep. and we'll see if we can get a special guest or two on. We might even see if we can get Cliffy on if he's available. Um, if schools in the in the UK are still open, and uh, Scott, uh, who joins us on the regular podcast, is a teacher, so he's still busy during the week. But we'll see what happens. And, of course, we may even have Jaunty on again. Jaunty, would you come on again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right on. Well, we're going to get out of here for now. Um, normal shout-outs to uh, loads of people. It's it's tough, especially for most of the um, people that we normally shout-out on here. Beer League Republic, uh, Crosscheck Clothing, Bionic Skate Blades, um, Herm Sports, Puck Stop, um, Sports All-Star Green. Sports, Sports Screen. All those people... We know that you're out there, and we know that you're, um, you know, facing potentially tough times ahead. So, um, you know, we'll have to support one another through this whole thing. Hockey will survive, and those people around hockey that have been such a support to the sport, uh, those of us that um, are customers are grateful, and we will help support the return of hockey when we get through this mess together. Anyway, we better get off. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Please get in touch with us on social media, and uh, we'll be back again in a few days. See you guys. See you. Thank you.
And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.